Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Okay, Talk and Power podcast episode 118. I am Nick DiCembri. I'm joined by Simon Gonzo Travellini and Todd Brinkworth over there. But we're back in the studio, back back together after it's been a few i'm trying to remember when we were all together last it's been a while uh, i don't know was it was i it? feel like saying i'm back yeah <laughs> i'll be back <laughs> was it the paul blank interview yeah yeah so yeah, yeah i think there it was go. five episodes ago mm. wow. you know what speaking of interviews uh i've forgotten his name now how embarrassing <laughs> dj carl cox carl cox Carl Cox, my apologies, my apologies, Carl. I watched a uh, a documentary series on um, Viceland, mm. and I forget what it was called, but it was basically about um, nightclubs, and and you know he was instrumental. They went to Ibiza, and he was instrumental in this particular uh, episode that I watched, and they were going to interview him uh, for a second time after. So they'd been out partying. He was DJing. Awesome. Looked absolutely amazing. Right. Would have loved to have gone there um, when, you know, when it was around. Anyway, uh, so the the interviewer is kicking off the interview and he didn't look too good. <laughs> they had to stop oh, really? because he went off and followed. <laughs> and that was it. That was, he, he couldn't, you know, obviously they were on a tight schedule. They had to fly back to wherever, America, yeah. wherever it was. But, um, Carl was so cool about it. He was kind of like looking across and then having a bit of a giggle. Mm. <laughs> I just thought, you know, for, for a show that's so big and, and so well-known internationally, you know, mm. um, and for the interviewer to do that, I'm surprised he still has a job in television. Mm. <laughs> or maybe he doesn't. I must admit, you know, speaking of Carl Cox, I had so many people after that interview come up to me and say, hey, I never knew Carl Cox was a drag racer. And you know what I said to him? I never knew he was a DJ. Oh, yeah. That's right. We all, knew, we all knew he was a drag racer. <laughs> Do you know how many people, like good friends of mine, had no idea that he was a drag racer and had no idea that we were interviewing him? They thought Carl Cox, and they said, oh, listen to this. I wonder who this Carl Cox is. Couldn't be the DJ, surely. And then know uh, how surprised they were to yeah. know that he was the the top bloke. Hey? Oh, I'd, was... I'd love to get him back on the show. It'd be great to get him over to the Motorplex mm. to run any one of those amazing cars that he has. Yeah, well, definitely. he might be listening, so shout out to Carl or uh, his um, compadre, Ian. Who... I hope he's not because I'm a little bit embarrassed. No, no, he's just had a mental right. blank then. He's, um, he's back in the UK, actually. He went back early. He was supposed to go back in uh, well, after Christmas. Well, you, you wouldn't want to be in New South Wales or Victoria. Yeah, he, he actually got out just in time and he's um, <laughs> played some really packed sets over in Liverpool in the UK. Oh, man. But also, there's some photos of him. He went drag racing. He was happy. He went to... Um, oh, now the Santa Pod. Yeah, Santa Pod. Yeah, yeah. And got some drag racing in amongst being a DJ. So, has he got a car over there? Probably percent <laughs> Probably have you, cars everywhere. Again, if, you're listening, if you're listening, Carl, you're actually a hard man to follow. You've got like five different Facebook groups <laughs> and some other things. And between Brendan, because race car and I, we follow them. And we're always sending each other the links. Have you seen this bit? No, have you seen this bit? And Busy man. Busy yeah. man. He, yeah, you have to make time to follow him. Lamborghini's been busy too, Nick. Lamborghini, been, they kept this one under wraps. How's this? <laughs> yeah. The Lamborghini Contage is back. And 112 units they are selling. And did you guys catch this? It was released at um, Pebble Beach, uh, Monterey Car Week, as part of Monterey the Historics, the Rolex uh, Historics. Uh, I was really impressed. Um, so they've gone hybrid with this model, 6.5 litre V12, 48 volt electric motor. Which, correct me if I'm wrong now, that would make it a LP650 hybrid. Yes. <laughs> Yes, is it, correct. Is it going to have a badge resembling? <laughs> and is the badge going to glow blue? <laughs> Don't know, but it does. Only 112 of these LPI, actually. They're gone LPI. 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 LPI 800. LPI or LP1? I think it was LP, LPI, I'm pretty sure. I mean, that might be a misprint on my behalf there. Because your notes say LP1. But yeah, anyway, we're not going to hold that against yeah. you, Nick. <laughs> So isn't like it brought back memories for me? Like 
the Lamborghini Contage, probably the quintessential pinup car. Yeah, the pinup car. Yeah. I've got posters no ifs, of it. No buts. Yeah, changed the way we thought about cars back in the eighties. And really, I think Cannonball Run had a lot to do with oh, that as beat well. Me too. Have you actually seen the promo ad for the new car? It's very Cannonball Run-esque. Like, there's the old Countach going down the highway, and they do a bit of an overlay, and then they switch, swap to the new car, and I'm in my head, I can hear the Cannonball music. They like, weren't playing it, but I can just hear the <laughs> Cannonball. <laughs> what do you do when there are no words? Yeah, that's all I can hear in my head. So do yourself a favour and go watch the, the YouTube promo ad, because... Yeah, you'll hear the cannibal theme in your head for sure. Yeah, I mean, it is... Uh, what did you think of the ja- car Jackie itself? Chan's American debut too, I believe. <laughs> I, th- I think yeah, it, it was. was. It was, yeah. Yep. In a Scorpion or a Starion. I can't remember either. No, in, in the first one, number one, it was actually Subaru. Subaru. Oh, that's yeah. right. Sorry. Yeah, the uh, Leone. You of all people. Yeah, you of all people. No, sorry. You're right. It was Leone. Anyway. Leone in number one and in number two was a Starion. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, we get sidetracked again. Um, <laughs> the, you could, I I don't mind it, but I don't know. It looks, I don't know. I want to see one up close. There's still too much Aventador about it. They, they've yeah. really got to break away from the Aventador. Not nothing. There's nothing wrong with the Aventador, but I think that the Contage needed its own DNA, and I think there's a lot of Aventador that's hanging over in the the Contage. Yeah. There's only 112. So so there. what you're saying is just like. Gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> the original. Yes. <laughs> it's better than the, the remake. Is that, that's, that's the vibe I, I'm I getting am. here. Oh, I, <laughs> as a, um, a person that... I've actually been in a Quintage. Have you really? Yeah. There's um, a couple in Perth. Um, you were younger and fitter back then? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to be a gymnast to get into one. <laughs> yeah. right? um, I, I wouldn't own one. Like, happy to see one. Happy to sit in one, but yeah, well, they are very the, complicated. The original contage, yeah, the original or? contage, and I know a lot of people that say the same thing. They wouldn't wouldn't really own one, but this one have the wing on the front. Did that put the wing on the front on, on this one? On the new one? No, on this is the, the one. The, no, no, it wasn't. No, it was the, um, the separate wing. Yeah, God, that was disgustingly was. ugly. Was yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> but it was keep the car from flipping over at high speed. The, the the original original had no flares. The LP four hundred. Mm. which is yeah. a four-litre naturally aspirated. I think that the version with the flares did look a lot yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, anyway, moving on. Amazing car. <laughs> Monterey Car Week. Monterey Car Week. <laughs> you, I mentioned, mean, you mentioned I Monterey I Car Week. led into this. It was Monterey Car Week and 1,000 cars, they auctioned, they went 1,000 cars. More than. Yeah, more, more than, than, sorry. More than 1,000 cars. cars. $400 million to go under the hammer. Oh, look, I just picked out a couple here that caught my eye. The McLaren F1. I don't know. Do you like McLaren F1s? I love them, Nick. Oh, okay. Love them. Yeah, love them. Absolute em. best supercar ever built and always ever will be. No electronic crap, right? The driver drives it. He drives it in the middle. Mm. Three-seater, mm. original concept. Ross Ross Braun come up with that, didn't he? No, no, it was... um. um Gordon... Gordon, sorry. Yeah. My Murray. apologies. No, Gordon just, Murray. Gordon, Gordon Murray. Murray. Yeah. Yep. I knew it was someone important in Formula 1. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant car, and I don't think anyone will, will ever match it. Yes, we've seen performances and higher horsepower. and I don't know if we've seen lighter weight in a, a car of that calibre, mm. um, but that is a driver's car. Two-wheel drive. Doesn't have all of this crap where... You know, you turn a knob and put it in this mode and that mode, and I don't you know, like the rims, but the rims were always disappointing all for the me. Things that yeah, I'm possibly... about to say you're looking, you don't look at that car for the rims, okay? <laughs> but do you think it would have been a much better, much nicer car if it had better rims on? The rims just don't. What some Simmons B45, yeah. even some, them, some yeah, bud. yeah, <laughs> bud. <laughs> what about the teddy bears? What are, yeah, what are the, <laughs> some love the teddy bears. <laughs> what a big solid one spoke. Oh, you know, anyway, not, the, the not thing mine. here though is. Twenty and a half million. Mm. How much did Mr. Bean's one go for? That's the most recent hey, one that sold. Which one? Yeah. His second, his third, or his fourth one? I didn't know. I don't think he had that many, did he? <laughs> no, no. Well, I might be exaggerating. I'm sure he's had at least two or three. I thought it went for fourteen and a half. Yeah, it could it, it could well? But see, I don't think they're worth that much money, though. They are in this market. Yeah. How, how can you say that? Hundred percent, Todd. They only day. made so many of them. Well, okay. 
Maybe it's like it. it's like Earth, right? Yeah. Invest in Earth. <laughs> Wait, you know, they they stopped <laughs> making it a long time ago. No, oh. I mean land. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> stopped making it a long time ago. <laughs> you can't, you can't get any more of it mm. unless you're China. But what about? <laughs> I, or, or, or no, we won't. We won't start that political nightmare tonight. No, no, just you know, because they made those islands. There were no islands there, and then I thought we were going to go the whole Taiwan thing but anyway. Hey, but my favourite car, my favourite, 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 that Porsche 917K, that is one of the most... I I love those cars. I know you don't like them, but I, I absolutely... I, oh, you know, the 930 is... Uh, the, sorry, 91730 is always going to be the mm. one for me. But listen, forget about the Porsche, yeah. right? Because number one, it's a Porsche. The 1959 Ferrari 250 mm. GTO, California long wheelbase spider mm. competizione. Your opportunity to own a genuine piece of Ferris Bueller history. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> Yes. That's a bargain at $13.6 million. If I had the money, I'd buy two. That yeah. was a beautiful car. I don't know if you saw a picture of that. It was absolutely magnificent. That The example that they were selling there was absolutely gorgeous. On on this list, the one that, that I think is overpriced is the 66 Ford GT40 Allen Man Lightweight. Yeah, I didn't think much. That's well overpriced. you know, did it win? No. <laughs> No, no, so, so did Alan Mann, did his idea work? No, no. I don't think so. I think the, the the catch on that one there is the fact that it's not a it's not a Shelby, it's a it's an Alan Mann one instead. Uh, British, I don't know, but to me that one didn't win. It raced at Le Mans, but it didn't win anything. Uh, and yeah, and the I, Mark One was a POS. Everyone mm, knows yeah, that. Yeah. It wasn't till Carol came along and Americanized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So interesting to see Monterey Car Week. Car auctions are huge. This oh, is yeah. where the world's at now. This is what we spoke with James some time ago. I can't remember when it was, but we spoke with James. We spoke with Paul Blank sitting right yeah. there about car auctions too and where they're heading, especially the online version. Speaking of Shannon's, they got one coming up in springtime and we touched on it a couple of episodes ago. They have added some beautiful cars to that list. We'll talk about that getting closer to I wonder if I can spring. add a XY to the- You should. <laughs> you should. You should. Let's roll the dice out there and see what I can get for it. Anyway, yeah, but anyway, I, I was really impressed by that Porsche 917K, and this that, that was actually featured in the Steve McQueen movie of uh, Le Mans. So was it one of the the team cars that that he was driving? Yeah, it was no, it was one of the JW Automotive engineering cars in 1970. Yes, he was in the. I don't think he was in this car, no. But no, he was in the. He, he, they he used in, this. For was he in the Martini team? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway... Distinctive look, the martini cars. Oh, yeah. 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 And even the golf livery cars as well. Yeah, God, definitely. The GD40s in the golf livery, yeah. Yeah. And and the uh, 91730. Yeah. Yeah. And how much is that golf livery worth now? Like, do you see see people painting their buildings and places of business in the similar colour scheme and the the similar look? They're still going, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's it's just... Are they working on lithium now? Is that... that the future for golf. I was say, it's one of the few things I can picture that livery in my head. Like, yeah. you can yeah. picture it, the colour. The... And the martini. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Like... Rep- Repsol would be another one. Yeah, oh, Repsol, yeah for sure. Repsol. Definitely, yeah. Usually yeah. lying on its side these days, sliding off the track. <laughs> <laughs> the way we see the Repsol. Yeah, hey, look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you think about in the history of, of automobile racing, some of the most famous liveries. The, yep. um, you can't one. say that on radio, Nick. You're going to have the, to bleep that the, out. The, the cigarette manufacturer. You will have to bleep that out. I'm yeah. telling you now. You will. The, You'll end up with a one-show one suspension. <laughs> you know the one that's stuff then. <laughs> He's a producer. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I'm talking about the... Okay, I'll, if, for those that didn't hear me, what I said, uh, the manufacturer of tobacco cigarettes from the 70s, yeah. they, they're, they're Formula One cars, the McLaren cars. Oh, all even their their um, yeah. touring cars. Any, any yeah. yeah, you know they had univer- and, that, and that's the trick I think is to have universal livery across the spectrum. Castrol, mm. yeah, um, you know enjoyed yeah. a, a long time with the red, white, and green. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. where everything sprint cars, motorbikes, MotoGP, mm. they all had it. Um, there has been other uh, tobacco mm. companies. That I won't say the names because we'll have to bleep them out anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's one about, that I can think of in the blue. 
Oh, yeah. That was on Falcons? Started with R. And then Jack <laughs> ended with Mins. No, I oh, thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I That's you. right. They were, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Anyway. I thought he was referring to Jack Peterson. That, that one. <laughs> yeah. So did I. <laughs> I know. Well done. <laughs> Since 1984, the All Ford Day has been one of Perth's most celebrated car shows, bringing enthusiasts of the Blue Oval together to celebrate the Ford Motor Company. The All Ford Day is coming October 3rd, 2021 at Steel Blue Oval, Bassendean. Open to the public from 9.30am. Adults are $10, children under 15 are 5 and a family pass for two adults and two children is $20. Head to afd.asn.au for more information. Top Fuel is back, baby. Top Fuel is back. We're, we are happy to report, promoted by Andy Lopez from our... So Andy Lopez, those that... Don't know, man behind Summer Nats, man yeah. behind Motivation, man behind a number number of car shows, Motor X as well these days. You know, I know that the, the Reeds have signed a, um, a great sponsorship deal. Mm-hmm. So effectively, they could possibly be self-funded also. Um, but some of the smaller teams, you know, I don't know whether they could... Because the things are expensive to run. I mean, uh, realistically, yeah. when I investigated running uh, fuel... We, we had calculated, and this is uh, probably 10 years ago now. Uh, yeah, it would be 10 years ago. It was going to cost about $14,000 per lap. Mm. Right, so do the maths on that. If you've got three laps per day over two days, six laps, that's, you know, that's a lot of money. Mm. <laughs> yeah. way out of my league. Yeah. One lap is out of my league. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I reckon now, with the way the dollar is and, you know, the fact that, that um, uh, because of Biden, let's, let's just let's call it what it is. Hashtag that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything's become so ridiculously expensive in America. They've got hyperinflation and, um, you know, it's, it's just stupidly expensive. And we live in a country where, you know, our exchange rate's not that good at the moment and... You know, it has to get here. Freight's expensive now. Mm. So it probably would work out about $20,000 a run, which means that to do six passes uh, per car, it's going to cost the guy running the car $120,000. Mm. Um, even the, the measly sixty grand that they were asking for is, you know... Yeah, it doesn't go... And, and if you run an all-run format... Yeah, it's all-run as well. Then, yeah. you know, that's one hundred and twenty. Grand, so I don't know. I mean, mm. if I was doing, I'll probably only do one qualifier <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the first day, <laughs> and then yeah. see how if I had enough parts left to do one lap on, on the second day. <laughs> but look, I mean, regardless, I th- it w- hopefully we can get a couple of these events underway. It's it's great news for the sport. A couple of these are under the Andrew banner as well, so the Western Nationals will be under the Andrew banner. And I believe also the Australian Nationals at Calder Park will be under the Andrew banner as well. So it's great to see. Yeah, don't be surprised if Sydney's under the Andrew banner soon. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, and and uh, Heathcote's interesting. So yeah. Heathcote's up to top fuel standard now, yeah? I didn't think it was, but clearly it must be. I, I That's news to me as well, unless they're going only to uh, eighth mile there. So perhaps. 60 foot. <laughs> so yeah, turn, turn the car on, turn it off again, pretty much. <laughs> It'll sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Give the tyres a shake. Game over. See you later. You know, <laughs> best three seconds of your life. So yeah, the track well, is a good track. Guys. It is a great. It, track. Yeah, it is. Yeah, a, yeah. It's an awesome track. Oh yeah, nothing and, against Heathcote. Yeah, and the the field down there is good, but there's a few issues with it, which anyone that's raced on it will tell you. The first one is. And they're working on it. I I have spoken to some people involved in it. They're growing grass, Mm. right? So the first issue is the dust. Mm. Because once Mm. the dust gets on the track, then, you know, um, it's no good. And and the second issue is, um, which uh, they may have done this already, the upgrades of the walls that they Mm. require. So, um, look, if they get, you know, if it's up to standard and the... um, then, you know, I mean, the more more rounds, the better. Eh? Yeah. No yeah. one's going to, especially not me. 
Anyway, regardless of that, it's great to see Top Fuel back. We're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to them coming to WA at the very least on the 5th and 6th of March, which will augur in with the Western Nationals. Todd, what are we looking at there in terms of Albany? Is that... Well, is there, there'll be Targa. There'll be no race wars. There, so no race no. wars. But race wars is looking at a I July date still? I do not know. Okay. I've reached out to Mr. Buckets. Um, Jonathan, Jonathan John, Murray. Sorry. Hello, Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. He's right, you're listening. Sorry, Jonathan. Who's currently holidaying in the US. Yeah, I saw that. Um, it was easier for him to go to the US than it was to come home to Australia. Yeah, of course. And he's having a grand old time in the US. Um, good on him. So when we get a chance to talk to Mr. Jonathan, we will find out what's happening with Race Wars. Uh, so is Andy Lomez running Race That's Wars? That's the rumour. As, as, as the well, maybe um, you should contact him. Yeah, but we're just um, we're gonna. Try and you and... know what? There's a good chance there won't be a clash now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no. Race wars is not the same weekend as the Western Nationals. <laughs> you so were alluding the... to that, Nick. Yeah, yeah, but no. But Targa West is still going to go ahead on oh, that sorry. day. The Targa Albany Sprint, I believe, yeah. will be on that weekend. Oh, still. okay, okay. And that is now, well, that a long weekend. Event. Yeah, is the home of the Targa Albany Sprint for that long weekend. Yep. Okay. Right yep. Right. No, just asking. Just checking for a friend. <laughs> what me or you? Hey, um, that, that we'll leave that one to last. That one there, that story there. Valentino oh, really? Rossi. <laughs> oh, you'll leave that because it's not. It's not. I don't think it's very interesting. I, I thought it was. Okay, oh, well, let's, do it. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. Did you want to break it or what? You know. No, we'll put. We'll, that's okay. Don't worry about the breaks. This is okay. Oh, when you're we'll we'll edit enough. that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, give me a chance now. We can do a big. He'll segue. just say one bit, right, and then just repeat it over and over. Yeah, splice it in. There. We haven't. Yeah, we haven't done the valley comes alive yet or anything. You know, <laughs> the or, valley come anyway. <laughs> Hello to everyone on eighty-eight point five FM. Everyone on there is in all yeah. the. All the uh, DJs or mm. the people who are listening? Or everyone. Yeah, everyone. All, all everyone. of the above, all in sundries. Yeah. Hey, um, this was an interesting story I came across. And uh, in, in Brazil, they have an interesting way of uh, <clears throat> purchasing your next Toyota Hilux. They're actually trading in corn and soy. Can you believe that? that I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious, right? Whether Toyota is thinking about implementing a scheme like that for Nimbin or Margaret River. <laughs> Byron Bay, maybe even. I, I Did you find that, I found that really interesting that you can, so it's called, the scheme is called Toyota Bata. It's been operating since 2019 with the, the Brazilian banks tightening borrowing requirements and high inflation there. Uh, the demand for the trade vehicles uh, has, has skyrocketed, uh, but now they can pay for it in corn and soy, which is interesting. Well, it's a, it's a it's a commodity. I it's guess. a commodity. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's just not something. That so I does that mean we could possibly, you know, see if Gina and, and uh, Andrew want to do a deal with uh, tons of iron ore? Iron ore, or I mean, cows, yeah. cattle. You'd probably use the, uh, the iron ore. Yeah, yeah, of course they do. And, uh, hey, you work in the farming sector as your day job, Nick. There's mm. a fair bit of, um, well, not corn, but there's ethanol grown over lot, here. There's a lot of corn. Yeah. Sweet corn and and yeah. uh, and, uh, and maize as well in Western Australia. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the road. The veil for the veil. Now, what did you think? I mean, uh, we weren't surprised, I guess, but we were kind of... I mean, yeah, we, we I thought well, he mate, might Mate, I've got to tell you what, it. after last night, I thought he was going to get on the podium. Mm, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was so close. <laughs> I, I just thought it was, um, yeah, interesting that he sort of announced it halfway through the year. I'm not I'm not sure what that was what that was all about. Oh, what happened, so you, you haven't seen the interview then? No. Okay, so basically what happened was during his break, he, he said that he started questioning things and you know asking himself a lot of questions um and he just felt that uh he he wasn't you know like he loves the sport mm. he will always race he'll just switch now from four wheels to two wheels um which i thought was pretty funny i'm, I'm sure he insulted a lot of people mm. saying that but um nonetheless 
he just felt that uh, the time had come. He wasn't, he, you know, he has always been at the top tier, uh, at the top of the top tier. And, um, you know, he's, he's uh, just doesn't feel that he, he can do it anymore. Mm. Um, he will still be in the paddock all the time running the, the um, VR46 uh, racing team. And <clears throat> there is a rumour that they will be fielding a MotoGP or two possibly wow. MotoGP Ducatis, right? Has not been confirmed yet. And uh, there's a lot of speculation that um, you might end up seeing Rossi occasionally jump on one of those bikes and, yeah, okay. you know, <laughs> doing a lap. But uh, once again, that's just rumours at this mm. stage. Um, you know, he has done a lot for the sport. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Um, yeah. But, and, you know, he's, he's definitely the winningest uh, guy in terms of the, the, the time that he's raced, etc. At the end of the day, the, the all-time record is still held by, in terms of world championships, um, Gua, uh, I've forgotten his name now. Uh, uh, August, Agustino. Yeah. 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 Agostini. Um, but, uh, you know, he's had a, a massive impact. But, you know, every time people say that, I think to myself, yeah, but the guy who had the biggest impact was Barry Sheen. Mm. Yes. You know? I, I mean, I, Barry Sheen was the one that introduced me. I watched all of Valentino's career from start to finish, but, um, you know, definitely Barry Sheen was the... Um, I think the difference was that, that Rossi suits this era... You yeah. know, Barry Sheen was very flamboyant, uh, known as, you know, getting smashed, drunk and womanising, et cetera, mm. et cetera. He was the James Hunt on two wheels. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Excellent. Excellent. Um, mm. Actually, they, those two were mates apparently back in the days. Probably They were. used to go out and get yeah, yeah pretty it? thin skin together uh, and then go, one would go race F1, the other would go race motorbikes the day after. Valen- yeah. Valentino <laughs> was just a child when he started and uh, he didn't bring any of that with him. What he brought with him was a lot of innocence mm. and a lot of skill and um, a larrick in nature. Yeah. Uh, he never tried to look like anyone. The marketing stuff just kind of happened naturally for him. And some of the stunts that they pulled, um, you know, were just unbelievable. And you know what? <laughs> he pulled them all off because... The last few years, we've just seen so many guys try to do these over-the-top stunts and completely yeah. stuff them up, yeah. like the golf ball incident. Oh god, that was terrible! <laughs> that was shocking. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I know that. I know what you're talking about. I think Valentino certainly bought um, the Italian flair to the sport, but he, he, he did, had his but, own. But he he, um, he he was always and still to this day. Like, you think of all the MotoGP riders that we've seen in, in the time that we've been following the sport, mm-hmm. and they've all had a bad side to them. You never saw that with Valentino, mm, yeah. you know? And that's why he's got a legion of fans. Like, yeah. you know, um, yeah. So it'll be sad, but I'm sure that he'll be there in the background. I'm sure that they'll still um, interview him from time to time, and I'm sure that he'll, you know, never, ever be forgotten. Hey, um, one thing that caught my eye that's been percolating along for some time now, the RPM Act. Well, actually, the RPM Act is recognising the protection of motorsports. It's an, it's an act that's been brought out by, I think... What, what you're trying to say is the fact that Biden is loaded up the EPA so hard that the uh, RPM Act is not actually being recognised. <laughs> I think if you, the more we say, but we're going to get complaints about Joe, Joe Biden. A lot of people like Joe Biden. I have no, I'm not swayed one way or another. I don't don't dislike the man. But anyway, but, but hang on, hang on a sec. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's important that that we discuss this because I, I'm not saying that you know he's a bad guy or anything mm. like that. The thing is, though, <clears throat> aside from strengthening the EPA which he has done in leaps and bounds, most of the policies that he's enacting 
uh, were all Trump policies anyway. Mm. Just let's briefly explain the RPM Act for those listeners that might not be aware of it. So the EPA in the United States are basically banning the use of your motor vehicle to be used in a motorsport event of any description. Well, that's not really what the EPA is doing. So we assume in this country that if the vehicle is not registered for the road, we can modify it, Mm -hmm. right? Now, whether that is a correct assumption or not, I don't know. And that that really is something that, um, you know, we would have to discuss with the relevant parties because I'm not even sure if if there's legislation on that. I don't believe so. But the, the EPA assumes in America that if the vehicle leaves the factory with emissions equipment, Catalytic converters, uh, the the uh, a carbon canister, uh, or or some method of, of um, you know uh, pulling the uh, the gas back into the engine like they do on the late model cars, then it it is required and, and same with the tune, it's mm. it's particulates output, uh, which uh, you know they 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 use a machine in some places. Um, that that uh, is a rolling road dyno and it measures this this is actually common in europe mm. and it measures the emissions and it mm. needs to pass that we use a five gas here which is is um not as you know accurate as as the the system im140 i think it's called the actual system um so the epa makes the assumption that if the vehicle left the factory like that then regardless of what you're using it for whether you're using it for motorsport um or you know, whatever, it has to remain exactly the way the factory has built it. And what they're doing is they're going to workshops and confiscating laptops, uh, taking all the information from their desktop computers, treating the workshop uh, employees and owners like criminals, Mm. literally, you know, uh, sometimes holding them at gunpoint while they do this. They have been, yeah. yeah. Armed, armed, Armed police tactical response have been going into workshops and and arresting people quite, yeah. They've been doing a uh, full, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, um, basically sting operations. Yeah. Hmm. Where yep. they buy something off, off like some, from somebody and a lot of the smart tuners, again, I watch a fair few people on YouTube, they go, my product is for drag racing, drifting. Yeah, after, well, that, and then, that's, that's not flying anymore. Yeah. But it doesn't, yeah, that doesn't all But apparently what they do is they buy one online like, you know, you, you do your mail order and then the EPA gets the product and then goes, oh, cool. And then rocks up two days later and goes, I bought this off you and raised the entire place and mm. takes... Yeah, we, we, we're hearing about stories of fines of $400 million and all, all yeah. this. Uh, and the other the story that I heard is the EPA going to the NHRA events and confiscating cars or fining people for altering the emission systems or the tune on the vehicle, which is altering the emissions output mm. of the vehicle. So, it, look, it's um, it's shocking, uh, but this is, you know, ultimately I can see this. The, the car has been blamed for uh, the global, you know, for, well, we can't call it global warming anymore for climate change. The car has been blamed. It is, it is like suspect number one, you know, um, so, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a sad day, but you guys know that I've been saying that this is going to happen. Mm. And, um, you know, don't be surprised if it happens in this country. It's coming to this country and we need to be ready for it. No, I we, don't. We I, I, I disagree. I disagree because just like the Republicans um, in America, you know, they have a different uh, outlook. So, right now, most of the manufacturers that build high-performance equipment are moving to Texas, mm. right? Um, and, you know, it's because different governance, mm. basically, more protection for businesses, um, you know. In saying all this, we understand that 96 members of Congress have signed uh, that they will be supporting the RPM Act. So they don't meet again till the 20th of September Congress. And they hope to get the the RPM Act up, and that'll be that'll be protecting against the EPA. So that, look, that's things are hopeful. Uh, so I'm not sure how many members? Five hundred and thirty-five. Yeah. So 
So 96 is not going to beat 535. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, this is, there's still a bit of work to do. But they, as I said, they don't meet until the 21st September. But oh. there's still a bit of work to do there, isn't there? Mate, at the end of the day, the auto industry, no matter how big it is, right, it is considered, um, you know, just a bad thing. That's that's just the way it is. And and in this country, when the half a million odd people become in, unemployed, it, it won't be like other industries where they will offer something to them. All we can do as people that... Uh, you know, want to continue doing this. And like I said, you know, let's think about this. We're talking about, uh, you know, 10% with all the cars. So forget, you know, you look at the enthusiasts, you're talking about 0.01 of a percent, of 0.9 of a percent of a global problem. It's, yeah. it's, it's just insignificant. So... Anyway, the burn down, Nick. The burn down. The burn I, down. Is the burn down dead? And my answer would be no. The burn down will never die, but... Uh... Can, can, can you explain... So I'll just explain what the burn down is and then you explain the mentality. So the burn down is when the two cars on a drag, in a drag racing situation, both of them... Uh, May go into pre-stage, so the first white, the first light comes up, and then the second car might do that as well. Oh, he's, he's got yeah, no choice. He's got, he has <laughs> to go. He has to bring up the, yeah. the, the beam. But then they don't go into full stage. So then, then it just becomes a waiting game of who, who goes in first. So, Can you explain so, the mentality of why? Well, there's a lot of things going on, right? So we generally try and do the same routine every run do the burnout x amount of you know distance time rpm etc um reverse back in the same manner and get the car ready on the start line because we we want to have everything on the car temperature wise uh where we need it to be Mm. okay now there are a lot of things going on here okay so first of all the amount of fuel that's in the tank right most cars will only run just enough to make it to the end of the track. Part of that is, you know, getting the car on weight, uh, minimum weight. The fuel is a, a dynamic thing because the level's going down as you're going down the track. Mm. Um, in pro stock, it's it's not as dramatic as, say, top fuel where they'll burn through 60, 80 litres mm. of fuel, um, you know, in, in that short period of time. Um the temperature of the engine is something in all it doesn't matter if it's pro stock or top alcohol top fuel that is is something that's changing and as it gets hotter the motor's going to react differently pro stock cars are run on petrol they generally run a very small radiator um you know they are prone to getting hot quick uh the air gap on the clutch is is another thing like if it's not an automatic car um that gap will be closing up the the hotter the engine gets, the hotter the clutch gets. If the driver's got his foot on the clutch and he's got it in first gear, it will get so hot that it will start to drag the car forward, yeah. even even if he... Clutches all the way in. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Then you've got the the whole mental game. So the idea of the burn down is to try and... Dis- like, apart from the possibility of changing all these mechanical aspects that will affect the way the car goes down the track, but trying to psych out the other driver. Um, if you slide in, the tree comes down, and you're, you're just focused on your lane, you know, you potentially could cut a better light than if the other guy looks across. So it's a technique that's been used here for, you know, a long, long time, particularly in the in the group three, three and, and particularly mm. in the radial class mm. uh, where they will wait to hear the other competitor get off the two-step because turbo cars need a little bit of time to build boost. But to be honest with you, I've seen people that uh, instigate the burn down um, make the mistake because, you know, sometimes... The guy doesn't need time to get on boost. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, 
So it is a, a, a thing. In pro stock, it was big. Um, it's, it's always great to see it because it, it kind of uh, it, it, it makes you uh, think that, you know, these guys are hungry for it. You know what I mean? They're going that extra yard. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently between Bruno Mansell, that, that uh, many of us know from uh, Garage Squad, hmm. and uh, Mason... Uh, McGay Hay. Uh, Chris McGahey's son. Yep. Um, they were shut down uh, by the NHRA. Yeah, yeah, Brett Hardy shut them down. That, that, now, that was a three-minute burn. Yeah, down. that's ridiculous. I'm surprised so, the engines were still running. So Brad, Brad's <laughs> philosophy why he shut them down was because he felt that if he had let them go, if they did go into stage after that period of time, something would, was going to go wrong. There was going to be fluid on the track, whatever. So he shut them down three minutes. That That is a long time. Yeah. Uh, both drivers were disappointed with that, with the with the starter uh, shutting down the race. They felt it's their race and they can take as long as they want to get in there. But at the end of the day, the starter has... If the starter deems that the cars aren't safe to go down the track, he can shut them down. And, and on that note, uh, if it was a top fuel car, that probably would have exploded well and truly <laughs> if, if oh, not run out of fuel, right? Um Nitro is a strange fuel. Um, it it just gets hotter yeah. with, with alcohol. Um, you know, you could put the car into well, not neutral because most top alcohol cars are manual and they don't have a neutral. But you can give the motor a few revs and generally pull a little bit of cylinder head temp out of it. Nitro doesn't work like that. Then you've got the next thing. So a top alcohol car or a door slam, for example. You know, like I said, you've got the clutch. If it's a converter car, the converter's getting hot. The gearbox is getting hot. Um, you've also got the fact that we generally carry 30-odd litres of fuel mm. right out the front of the, the car. Mm. And uh, regardless of whether you've got enough to make it to the end of the track, when you take off, you've just lost, you know, 10 pounds, 20 pounds of ballast over the nose. Yeah. So there is a good chance that, you know, you're going to be looking at the, the night sky or day sky. Yeah. <laughs> The moons or the sun or whatever. This was during the day, so it was really interesting to see uh, this this happen. But uh, it's great to see the burnout is still alive. And uh, I think three minutes was taking the the P155. Yeah, that would have been like a lifetime. I don't know how, like... Yeah, three minutes... um you know, I wouldn't want to be doing it the Western Nationals on a 40-degree day. That's a short no. pass out, I reckon. No. Oh, yeah, you'd, you'd pop the blow plate... You'd, Birth plate or something, you'd be gone, or the car would just. No, literally... you can. You'd be surprised how long you can run them. It's just the volume of fuel that you'd use. Yeah. If, if you're if you're on your game, you'd be looking at the EGTs, and you know some guys actually have like lean out, reaching out up switches in the car. Okay. So they can actually you know do that, but yeah, generally, I mean, it depends on your fuel system. It really depends on your fuel system. Yeah. Some some have got a transition where they go rich. Some have got a transition where they, they don't. They go well, they don't go lean, but they, they don't go rich yeah. to, enough to pull mm. temperature out. But nitro, you, you wouldn't you couldn't do it. You like you you'd go even thirty seconds and yeah. <laughs> it'd be <laughs> nasty. Since 1984, the All Ford Day has been one of Perth's most celebrated car shows, bringing enthusiasts of the Blue Oval together to celebrate the Ford Motor Company. The All Ford Day is coming October 3rd, 2021 at Steel Blue Oval, Bassendine. Open to the public from 9.30am. Adults are $10, children under 15 are 5 and a family pass for two adults and two children is $20. Head to afd.asn.au for more information. Zap, Zap um, uh, leading the points now. Mm. Gregorini uh, right behind him. So, a winner piece. Yep. Um, Gregorini's speed record mm-hmm. now, I believe. Yep, in Darwin. Um, yep. What are your thoughts? I think it's awesome. I think the, the, the championship is it's gone off to a good start. Do you think these two are going to be the, the ones tustling it out? Yeah, or? definitely. 100%. Yeah. 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 Oh, mind you, I should say that with more respect to Kelvin Lyle. Kelvin Lyle. Well. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, my, my apologies. It's a I big think Kelvin Lyle. you just threw out the window. <laughs> no. Nah. Kel- Kelvin Lyle is certainly in it as well. I think he was a bit unlucky in... in, in Marty the, Dak. 
rumours of a return with oh, a new really? driver. Oh, okay. Yeah. His yeah. son? No. No? No. A girl. Is it a relation of his nope. or... Can you say more? Nope. <laughs> okay. All right. Unconfirmed at this stage. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. Righto. Unconfirmed. On that note, mm. Formula W. Mm-hmm. Why have women got their own formula? Let's look at drag racing. Mm. From its inception, we have had female champions right through... And, and, you know, they have proven to be better drivers than men. Mm, yeah. So why would you start a Formula W? The money that they have spent to do this, wouldn't it have been smarter to just sponsor some women in Formula 2 or Formula 3 or, or potentially even Formula 1? Mm. Because in drag racing, I mean, right now, Erica Enders, she's been dominating. Yeah. You know, we've had the Force Girls. Mm. They, they dominated. You go back, Shirley Muldowney. In Australia, I mean, we've, we've had two top fuel champions, mm. you know? Yeah. We've had an Australian woman racing top fuel in America. Mm. You yeah. know, if these CEOs want to do something about embracing equality... And, and destroying sexism, what you need to do is sponsor drag racing. You need to pump all your money into drag racing because to this day, no one supports, none of these companies, not one of them supports the women that are in drag racing, which are leading the way to equality. Mm. They are showing the world that women can do it, not just as good, but better than men. Yeah. Yep. No, agreed. Agreed. Just kicked that soapbox to. <laughs> See, I, I kicked it away before, but it came back. Yeah, again. I haven't been in edgeways tonight. I'm just in the corner, just going, yeah, fair enough. I'm, I should just go home. I, I guess it's because I haven't been on air for so yeah, long. Yeah, I'm just going to ice cream at home. Todd, what's happening with you? What's what's going on in your world? I'm taking part path after Simon. Everything's going. Fire sales going on. All cars going. All cars well, going. Well, maybe not the Evo, but everything else that I've got laying around. 180. Yep, going. Even the on air, on air. I've had enough. No, I've had enough of it. It's the five ten. I'm yeah, seriously considering getting rid of it. Well, how much Someone made the... me a very stupid offer for a shell, and I'm thinking about taking it. How much do you want for the five ten? Just show fingers. <laughs> show, <laughs> show. Of it's a lot of money for a shell, but it's worth it. We'll talk about the one eighty. <laughs> no, I've just I'm someone again. Someone made me a stupid offer. The Evo going? No, I said I'll probably keep the Evo. For now, but Evo See, and whereas I think the Evo should go. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, that's not. <laughs> last time after you hassled me out on air about it, we walked out to the car park and you went, "I wouldn't sell it either." I'd probably keep yeah. the five ten. Uh, yeah, but did I say that? Yeah, I wouldn't you sell the Evo. You, you said no, to me, "You no, can." No, I just said that I think you need a dedicated race car. That's what I said. Well, anyway, but yeah, that's so. They're cheaper to run. Too. Cleaning out hey, shed. Rigio. Actually, been cleaning out the shed, selling some bits on good old Facebook, getting rid of bits I don't need, getting people to look at cars, which I hate dealing with people. But hey, you got to. Yeah, you're coming. not. You're not a people person. Are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Jeez. <laughs> but getting again, the, the market's hot, so people are paying stupid amounts of suitcase money. I can't call it what I normally call it, but uh, and uh, why not stuff it. Everyone says you can't race a house, but you can't, well... Live comfortably in them and have parties. Yeah, and I don't want to sleep in a car, so, you know, that's what, that's what I'm up to. And amongst that panel beating, fixing uh, fixing stuff up, panel beating, doing it all myself, shout out to uh, the Automotive Paint Centre, or that paint place down Balcata. Just down the road. Oh, yeah, Just yeah, down yeah. the road. I know he does listen every now and then, so shout out. Oh, he'll probably yell at me for getting the name wrong, because I think I got it slightly wrong, but... <laughs> Um, went there the other day and helped me out wonderfully like just from a couple of photos and he goes I know your skill level you're going to do this yep do this use this do that get out of my shop okay cool thank you see ya yeah but again like helpful as and actually is very helpful if you want want it done properly and you want to give it a go go have a chat and um, very good advice and will sell you the right products Mm. so so that's been me at the moment panel beating and yourself, Sam? I have been flat out, Nick. That's why you haven't I seen me. I saw uh, our friend, friend of the podcast, Rob Monster Talk, oh, yeah. posted uh, some photos of four converters you did for some ZFs. 
that were going out. Oh, mate, that the yeah, he has been ridiculously busy, like absolutely ridiculously busy. And obviously, you know, we are too. But um, uh, I'll put this in perspective for you. Mm. Uh, last month, we doubled our best month's turnover. Oh wow! <laughs> so, so um, uh, yeah, I have been putting in. Uh, I was talking to one of my customers on Saturday, uh, so I went in on Saturday, started uh, a couple of transmission jobs, just tear them down, stick them in the hot wash to um, get ready to start assembly. And um, I was in there doing some invoicing because I, I have to try and do that on on you know like a Saturday or a Sunday um, because. You know, it, it, I just don't have the time during the day. And from Wednesday morning to Saturday, 3 o'clock, I had worked uh, 61 hours. Wow. <laughs> and I worked I worked till 3 a.m. Saturday night. Um, had Sunday off. But, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's been awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, uh, the, the converter side is, is going great guns. We've got a new guy, Michael. Uh, working with Greg. Greg is over the moon happy and this guy is just a natural. I, I um, yeah, just uh, took to it unbelievably mm. well. Um, but the transmission side, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, we did, I think, 10, no. Yeah, we did 10 transmissions uh, the week before last and I've got some chassis jobs that I need to um, get back onto because the season's fast approaching and I need to get these cars finished. The Tirana's done. I don't know mm. if you've got a little HP. Yeah. And the Cortina's done. Yeah, okay. That's, that's off getting pipes made now. Um, so there's the 34 Coupe and the Supra that I want to get done. And and I said to the boys, I'm going to clear everything in the trans shop. I'll work day and night, get it all done so I can focus on that. So we've got 10 out the door. And ten got dropped off. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, so I'm through those now. I'm just a couple of loose ends. Couple of them, um, you know, that the, like I had to ring the customers and give them the great news that, hey mate, I've pulled your transmission apart. Can you do me a favour? Grab the front of your crank and see if it moves forward and back. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I saw something in your transmission that probably would have blown your engine up. Yeah, we moved the crank and is it meant to have three mil of end flow? Ooh. No. Three oh. mil. <laughs> yeah, well, if you don't know what you're doing with certain transmissions, um, you can destroy the guy's motor. And uh, yeah, I, um, I, I've seen that a bit lately. I think because everyone's so busy that everyone's having a crack. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, wow. uh, but yeah, so I've, I've finally caught up and we've got a Mustang in there that we've been doing some work on. Beautiful 69. Um, not not like an immaculate restored. This is just a what I would call a survivor. Mm. You know, it's it's just a nice, neat, old school, you know, like 295, 265 type um, thing. That, that should be done uh, hopefully tomorrow. And... Um, and get back on the chassis shop and yeah I've still got a heap of uh, transmissions to do but we're waiting on parts from America for those so yeah it's just been work which like I said it, it's 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 been good I, I um uh I don't mind working at night because it's gotten a bit warmer mm. um you know there was a while there that it was just impossible in that workshop to uh, even in my area it was still mm. just too cold um, but you got to do what you got to do, and you got to, you know, you know what they say, you got to make hay while the sun shines. I've used that saying so many times the last week. Well, it's true, you know. I used it yesterday. Yeah, I sent you on the phone, didn't I? As well, yeah, the other day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I used it yesterday as well. Are you doing some bonnet mods as well for someone? I was. Um, and I, I will be, uh, but we had to take a, a different um, path with that project because because the weather's been so bad, 
it's it's sketchy if you don't want to damage the paint on on someone's car and you want to pull a fiberglass mold off of it um, doing it in cold weather can be tricky uh, because you've got to you've got to make what we call a hot mix mm. and you know i'm not a guru at it so i'd rather wait till it's a little bit warmer <laughs> so i can you know not get as greedy with the catalyst and take a bit of time for it to because mm-hmm. uh, mm. if it gets too hot it'll cook the paint under it and create all sorts of dramas so yeah that we had to give him back his bonnet um we've done part of it so we've done the bonnet that's got to go on the car we've done the mold of that but now we've got to do a mold off another bonnet to incorporate the features um, that he wants so yeah the, the dodge truck has moved along so that's up to the steering column and, and seat uh side of it um yeah i mean we've always got plenty of projects on yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. it's like yeah, no. yeah um you know and then you got you got the blow-ins as well that it's like a you know a, a quick day or two day uh job we've done some crazy um so i'll give you a, a bit of a snapshot of some of the crazy transmissions that we've done uh we've you know done a few more 2j 1j style things um we uh, uh you know do the barra run-of-the-mill stuff barra turbo ls stuff uh but there's one that i've got on the bench now which is um turbo 400 to uh bmw 135 that's different yeah, yeah it's going to be a cool car it is going to be a cool case, starting with a relatively mild motor, but um, where he eventually wants to go with it, uh, yeah, it's, you know. Turbo 400 and a bank 135. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's going to be, well, no, I'm confident it's going to be a good thing. Yeah, okay. So we've got that going on, and we've got another one. Uh, oh, it's, it's even weirder than that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what it is now, the exact engine but anyway another euro and this is the argument that i've had with the boys for street machine for a while um you know you're going to see the euro stuff yeah of course it's 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 happening it's happening you know it's um because you know i think i think people like the ls thing is still strong you know Mm. we definitely that's our lion's share of, of what we do um but you know the the people are looking at other things and bmw in particular is one that lends itself quite easily mm. it's a real drive platform mm-hmm. yeah you know it's it's a um, yeah it's a cool thing mm. so and when you look at your uh, audi rs3s again another listener of our podcast slightly different but uh it's hard to to get that because see yeah. the, the thing with the audi I, I, I don't know if you guys know but we've made uh, weirdo adapters to go behind the I didn't I mean yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, interested yeah. about this because I know someone running an Audi at the moment yeah so we, and we've made the limits apparently uh, we've made uh, actually probably got a photo on my phone um, a, an adapter to go behind a Bentley V12 which is basically an Audi yeah um, so that, that platform that W style engine that goes right from the V6 all the way through to the uh, motor in the Bugatti Oh, the the W16. W16. Um, And, yeah, they share a lot of commonality Mm. in in the way that they're structured. And the biggest problem with them in using them in a a conventional application is that all the cam control stuff runs off the back of the motor. So when you try and get a, a, you know, conventional-style transmission uh, in there, and they did that for weight distribution on the front-wheel drive Mm. cars because even, like, your Bentley Continental... Yeah, it's a V12. Yeah, and um, it's it's out there because you know their their platform is primarily a front wheel drive platform. Mm. If you look at the way it's structured, you mm. know, so to have all that weight, like an uh, Audi uh, uh, S8 or RS8, the RS is yeah, yeah, RS8. It's the one. The RS was the RS3, which is the the V8. Oh no, that's there's the R8, which is a mid-engined. No, or no, no, there's no, no, the no. Um, front wheel. That's R6. The, the RS6. Yeah. Is that a V8? Yeah, no, V8 turbo, twin turbo. Yeah, and the motor hangs out in a different postcode almost. Compared yeah, to the that's car. it. That's yeah. it. Right. So to, to try and help with that weight distribution, they've put as much as they can physically back on the engine. Yeah. Um, 
so we they carried that onto the Bentley as well. Same same deal. So we uh, we've made adapters to um, uh, allow us to um, yeah make turbo four hundreds, four L eighties, stuff like that um, onto uh, onto those types of engines, and it, they're very complicated. There you go. That's one there. You can see the depth of that. Far out. Yeah. That was made from a one foot thick piece of 7075 billet aluminium that we flew in from Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> For those listening, I might actually, um, we might actually upload some of the stuff that Simon does one day to the pod, well, Talking Power website. Can't reach into my Just because. I mean, I've said it before on air, I think. One of my favourite things is going and seeing Simon at the workshop when I have five minutes because the amount of stuff that you just build and work on and design is blows my mind. It always has. You know that. And I'm not, I'm not whining everyone. I'm not talking you up because you're a mate of mine. It just... well, we, we had to... I, I didn't want to... I wanted to try and keep all the integrity of the bell housing on the, yeah. on the um, Turbo 400. So we had to go that far back to get it past all the can yeah. control stuff. Far out. So... Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're always doing strange stuff there. Um, you are always doing, always yeah. doing some good stuff there. But uh, yeah, we're flat out. I mean, everyone's flat out. I don't know anyone in the performance industry in anywhere. Um, oh, and, and on that note, big shout out to Gino Perry. Um, Gino uh, is back in Sydney. Is yep, yep. Uh, he has decided to open his own workshop. Oh, congratulations, in, Gino! In Motion Automotives. In Motion Automotives. Yeah, Whereabouts in? Uh, in the northern beaches near Manly there, I yeah, think it is. Okay. <laughs> right. yeah. Bel- Belmore? Oh, yeah. yeah it's okay. in Belmore. Um, yeah, I think it was uh, like... Uh, yeah. Nice guy, I, Gino. Very, very nice guy and I'm happy for him. I, I wish him all the best with the, the venture. I think um, I think he's going to do well. He's a very hard worker, always has been. Mm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I think very highly of Gino. He's and I, I believe his fellow. nephew won the Australian Championship in Junior Drag stuff. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah. Yep. He spent a lot of time out here in Western Australia, did, Gino. Did many years. Yeah, yeah. Did a did a stint at SCM, SCM. as well. Yep, yep. And I know he helped you out a fair bit as well. So yeah, great, great guy, good guy. Yeah, I got some photos of him asleep on the couch while I was working on his car <laughs> before the Western Nationals, where he we went our first round. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I think I remember that event. But anyway, good on Gino. All right, well, look, that brings this episode to an end. We'll, we'll draw a close to this one here. And yeah. uh, I've had a lot of fun in this episode. It's gone, I didn't think, I thought when I put the notes together, I thought, oh, it's going to be probably, we're going to be short of content. Here, <laughs> Not when you are. have me on. You yeah. never We've gone, We're going almost an hour and a half here, so that's good. I have got all dressed up in nostalgia tonight and there's no cameras. No, I didn't <laughs> bring the cameras tonight. Sorry, this is an off-camera off podcast. All right, guys. Well, look, you can get us on 88.5 FM where the Valley Comes Alive or iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, talkingpower.com.au. And we are going to be at All Ford Day. Come and see us at All Ford Day. I can't wait, Nick. I can't wait. It's going to be good. I just hope that uh, it doesn't clash with my wife's. October 3, so I don't know if you've got the calendar yeah, I've there. I've told her a few times, don't worry. Okay, October 3. Anyway, we're going to be there. We've got a selection of cars there as well, so I know you're bringing the XY. The very I want to try and, and bring the XY and the BA because mm. I've been saying for years that I want to display the BA. It just comes down to whether I put the skateboard wheels on it or I put the real tyres back oh, okay. on Okay, all right. Well, that sounds exciting. <laughs> we should have a vote. We should have a vote. Well, it doesn't worry me what, you, what, what, what wheels you bring on it. I don't know if I'm bringing my car anymore. I don't think I will be. I've got We've got a selection of cars. I don't really want to dampen the mood with mine there, so I might just leave mine at home. It's a survivor, Nick. Yeah, I know, but I just think I'm going to leave it at home. I know we've got we've got some late model it's stuff. It's not that. Tell the truth. No, Tell the truth. Don't, I don't want to bring it. It's not. He's lying. He's lying. What he's concerned about is it leaks that much oil. Yeah. Right, the Swan District's the Swan, over. Yeah, I know. Swan's, <laughs> Swanies will, will certainly complain. <laughs> but no, we've got a selection of late model stuff and, and old stuff, so I'm looking forward to it, actually. We've got some really good cars. So come and see us. At, at I don't know what stand we are yet. We'll find out soon. You worried about the EPA or the, the, <laughs> the Swan River Authority? Yeah, the yeah. Swan River Authority. Yeah. The, the, the lake's not that... The river's not that far away. Yeah, no, it's not. 
but yeah, come and see us there, and uh, we're, we're certainly looking forward to it and catching up with everyone on the all four day committee. So they're the com the committee that's made up of the Falcon GT Car Club of Western Australia and also the Mustang Owners Car Club of Western Australia. Some great guys there. Yeah, they are Ace Ford Club still involved? No, they'll have a stand there, however. But yep. just the two clubs, the GT Car Club of Western Australia and Mustang Owners Car Club, that bring it together. And uh, yeah, well, once again, hello to Jan Becker. I'm sure he'll be listening. Mm. Uh, really appreciated the episode we did at his place. That was magnificent. Mate, I am looking forward to that show like mm. you wouldn't believe. I was spewing that I get a, didn't get a chance to go last year when I was at... Um, Target West. Uh, yeah, but the, what's the... The Oval called Langley Park. Langley Park, yeah, that's yeah. it, Langley yeah. Park. So anyway, we'll be there, and I'm looking forward to it. Did you guys know that Perth is the only capital city in the whole world where you can land a plane in the CBD? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's still yeah. a... What is it? It's a gazetted airway, isn't it, still? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that Basil should bring back those air shows. No, I think he wants to get rid of it, to be honest. He wants to turn Langley Park into a, a retail... Strip. No. Oh. Sorry. No, I'm thank, saying, don't do it. Thank you for your phone. No, yeah. that's, yeah. No. What are you, I, I thought you were going to say he's going to put a monument to Kerry Stokes there or something. Yeah, maybe. Or build a chairlift. He might build a chairlift that goes from Langley Park to King's Park <laughs> somehow. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, yeah. we did know that. <laughs> because people from all around the world are going to come to ride our chairlift. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And see our bell tower. This is the thing, right? People from all around the world come to Exmouth to swim with the whale sharks. Mm. Yep. Yep. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, no one gets it. The Northwest is is where we should have a capital city. It should be like a massive city. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, agreed. Agreed. Anyway. All right, guys. On that note, we'll bring this one to an end. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time. Take care, guys. Right. See you, Nick. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.